Welcome to the Difference Makers podcast presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a Difference Maker. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. Wadproof Bionic is a revolutionary mobile technology to measure and improve your mobility, flexibility, and range of motion. After completing a series of mobility tests, Bionic has everything needed to build the daily sessions tailored to your body. Bionic will help you perform and recover faster than ever. Ready to become Bionic? Download the Wadproof app now. Guys, welcome to The Difference Makers. My name is Justin Tamani. I'll be your host this week. Today, I am here with Kyra Milligan. She is a CrossFit athlete, part of the Underdogs team training out in Vegas right now. And I say team, but I I mean training camp, not necessarily team. Um, So Kyra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Me too. And also new Wadproof athlete, one of the newest Wadproof athletes. So again, welcome to the team again. But uh, yeah, no, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, I'm excited for both to be on the podcast and be a Wadproof athlete. I've had nothing but positive experiences with you guys, and I'm excited. Thank you. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, you're a fairly new name in the CrossFit space. People are starting to see your name a little bit more. Um, and I guess part of it too is being at the the underdogs training camp. Like you're getting some exposure, just being a part of that group. So tell us, how did you even get your start with CrossFit? Like where did this all begin? So I started CrossFit in 2017. Um, I just kind of did it. I've been competitive my entire life, and I just needed an outlet because I was going to school full time. I was working full time. I needed something for me, so I was just doing normal classes. And then up until last January that's when I started taking it more competitively because I qualified for the fittest experience podium there and then ended up qualifying for semis and got 15th in there. And I was like, Oh, this would actually be fun to like put a little bit more time and effort into. So, uh, just to go back, so you came in 15th at the semi. So that was at the Mac last year. And so the Mac was a very deep women's field. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure Tia just kind of did her thing there and, and earned her spot to the games, but that was a very deep field. And you're saying you did that all with just kind of not necessarily taking it as serious as you possibly could have. Yeah. But an hour and a half max in the gym with warming up and cooling down. That's all I had time for. Okay. And then were you, sorry, were you still in school at the time? No, so I was working full time. So I graduated in 2019, August okay. of 2019. Yeah. Okay. And then now you say you work full time. What do you do for a living? I'm a dental hygienist. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I actually have never met so many dental hygienists than I have in the last like two years. And I don't know why. It's I've because just met the a flexibility. Lot of it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a few clients that are dental hygienists. And Oddly enough, where I live, there's a dental hygiene clinic like on my property where I rent. It's very strange. <laughs> I can like see it out my window right now. <laughs> Probably knocking on your door trying to get you as a patient. That was the worst part of school. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember seeing friends who did that and they were like, Hey, come get your teeth cleaned. It'll be free or twenty dollars or whatever. It's like I, I need people. Just like come see me. Yep. Every day and hopefully they showed up. So you're now because of your job, you went from, um, sorry, where were you living before you moved to Las Vegas? So I was living in Salt Lake, Utah. Okay. So you're living in Utah and then decided to make the move to Vegas and you're able to move your job as well. Like you're still working. Yeah. So that was the flexibility thing. Like I've never wanted to stay in Utah my entire life. So I got dental hygiene degree. I can basically work almost anywhere that I want and get a job. And so figured why not put my, I gave my boss three week notice after I realized that I was actually going to move here Yeah, uprooted my life in three to four weeks. And I was out here training. That's wild. 
Did you just like, was it an easy decision to make the move to Vegas or did you have to consider it for a long time? Nope. As soon as me and Justin had a phone call after I met him and like how well I worked with the group, I was like, I'm in, I will be there. Give me four weeks. Jeez. And and what's the timeline on that? When did that happen? That was, I think a little bit before Thanksgiving is when we talked because I came up here twice and kind of trained with them. We had a phone call, talked, got to know each other a little bit, and I was up here to train for Wadapalooza. And that was it? That was it. And I love it. It's been the best decision I've ever made. Awesome. That's great to hear. <laughs> That's really great to hear. And when you said, okay, you you got there to train for Wadapalooza, I guess we can segue into that one. You trained, um, excuse me, you competed on a team at Wadapalooza with two, were the other two girls both living in Vegas at the time, or are they both with... Um, training at, at underdog excuse me yeah so they're both underdog athletes they've lived here for a while trained together for a while so that's also why i gave myself the four weeks only because i was like oh i want to be up here for at least two weeks so we can train a little bit together before going out there okay and that was allison scuds and is it alex kazan am i saying that yeah. right yeah okay so you guys went trained together for a few not even that long if it was by thanksgiving maybe like two months yeah, not even that. It was anytime I would come up here, one of them were gone. <laughs> so like, okay. I would work out with Allie or then I would work out with Alex. Those two would get to train together. And then when I moved up here, Allie was gone. Then Alex got sick and then Alex got sick. So we really didn't train together much before Wadapalooza. It was just kind okay. of like, an, okay, let's go do this thing. Go and do it. Now, how was your Wadapalooza experience this year? It was amazing. Yeah. Like I had a, other than one event, I really, really loved it. But I learned a lot from the highs and lows, just being on a team with those two, like Allie's mindset on everything. I learned so much from her over that weekend. Have you ever competed on a team before? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> never All touched right. a worm. I've never done a lot of synchro stuff. Like that was completely new to me. So you're real fresh to all of this. I am real fresh. Yeah. First time <laughs> touching that worm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it was a four person worm for three people, which is also interesting. That's one of those things that I turned to somebody and I, I asked them, I think I was sitting beside the, the guys from proven and I turned and I said, is that a four person worm? And they're like, yeah, I don't know why they do that. Yeah. <laughs> they took some weight output. So like <laughs> the length for four people, but meant for three. Yeah, so you had like the weights inside moving, so you were never sure exactly where it was and like where you needed to hold it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because I could see like some teams, the front person would have the bag like over their shoulder and like hitting their belly button because of how far over it went. We're like, yep. if you have a three-person worm, that thing's just sitting on your shoulder perfectly fine. That's what yeah. they told me. I don't know. I didn't know any different. but <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Now, when yeah, you said, tell me where to go, we're going to be okay. Yeah. And you guys had to use a worm two or three times? Two times, yeah. Two times. So one was in the final that they announced, and then the one that we knew, which was Echo on Fram. Right. Right. When you said uh, you liked all the workouts except for one, which one did you not like? The handstand walk one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, Gotcha. But we learned a lot from that. So it's yeah. it's good. We've learned from it. Justin has a handstand walking four times a week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that had you done handstand walking much leading up to it? Or like, I'm guessing it didn't go so well. Um, okay. So I was actually a gymnast growing up, which is crazy to say. And I'm not good at handstand walking. Okay. But I can walk backwards on my hands and up until last year, I never actually walked forward on my hands. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're not allowed to walk backwards. Yeah, apparently not. No. Cause I looked at my judge during my competition. I was like, can I walk backwards? It's like, no solid. So we're just going to have everyone stare at me right now. Okay. <laughs> it is a strange rule. Right. Cause I'm taking away, like I'm adding more space. Yeah. myself and giving myself a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> that is a strange rule, but I, I, I get it. 
I understand like the parameters of these things and Same. it would look a little <laughs> weird if somebody was going backwards, but I actually know somebody else that was like that, who is a gymnast. Um, and we were doing handstand walking and we were like playing with it when I coached at my gym and she's like, yeah, I can do it this way. I can't go the other way for like very well, but I can do it this way. I'm like, I don't like you're, you're yeah. the gymnast. Like you're the pro. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making this stuff up as we go. No, not really. But you know, <laughs> the years that you would have to spend to learn how to walk backwards on your hands, I feel like would be a lot more challenging than walking forwards. Yeah. I can walk backwards sideways i can hold for a really long time but forward under fatigue it's just and at that day too it was like day four and yeah. the only time i've ever done that's like the three-day competition was nag yeah so my body was not used to it at that point no so and that was after a bunch of delays and changes to that event yeah we got there i got some body work done we were supposed to do our briefing and then we all got just sent back to our hotel and then you show up, they changed the workout and it was just go from that point. Yeah. And <laughs> I, were you able to warm up much for that event? Like I, I've heard rumors that for that. Uh, so the event was like kind of a relay style of, of handstand walk, burpees, sandbag cleans. And then it went back the other way, handstand walk, yeah, burpees. so handstand walk, burpees, and then sandbag carry. Yeah. Um, so you were able to, like, they announced it, and then you had, like, five minutes until they corralled you kind of thing, but you were waiting there for a really long time. So people yeah. were, like, walking on their hands, picking up the bags. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit chaotic at that point, but we were trying to cram so much into such a little amount of time. Yeah. It was fine. Okay. That's fair. Now you said you learned a lot from Allie and her mindset. Like, so, I mean, Allie's been around for years now and she's kind of like veteran in the, in the game and you and Alex are both, you guys are on the upswing of your careers. You guys are not to say Allie's on the backswing, but yeah, you guys are, are very fresh. I would say, what did her mentality do to you during competition? What did that approach do? And, did she kind of lean into that role of a veteran or was she? Um, yeah. So like me and Allie, me and Alex, like Mac was one of our big competitions we'd done. So we're both like just started about a year ago kind of thing. And so Allie was basically, I just kept calling her our team mom. Cause like anything she okay. said, I was like, I will listen to you. You tell me to eat. I'm eating. You tell me to go home and sleep. I'm sleeping. Like whatever you want to do. And yeah, anything she said, I would just listen to. I would just follow her advice. Her mindset just in and out of the gym, too, is just amazing. And if you ever get the chance to talk to her, I would. Like, she's she really is an amazing athlete and person. Yeah, no, definitely got to we'll, uh, line that up. <laughs> but uh, that, that's cool that she took that role. And did she, like, um, consciously do it? Or was she just, like... What are you guys doing? Go eat. <laughs> no, she, I mean, she was like kind of a group effort too, but we changed our strategy on the very first workout, walking out onto the floor. And yeah. we're like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And I just looked at her, I was like, whatever you want to do. I was like, you call the shots right now. Yeah. So I think after that, she was like, okay, like I'm going to decide. Yeah. Yeah. Cause teams at three, I mean, when there's actual teamwork required in the events, it's super important to have that communication. Yes. Sometimes it's one person working. Sometimes it's three people working. Sometimes it's two people working at a time. And it's always, it's very dynamic. And especially with us not training together, like yeah. at all, and not knowing each other's strengths or weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You just had to communicate really, really well. Yeah. Th I guess that's, that's probably the trickiest part is not really knowing each other's strength or weaknesses and not being yeah. able to read that on each other of like, we need to switch in and switch out. Yeah. And we did a really good job, like communicating throughout the weekend. Like we had our game plan every single time it fell apart, every single event, <laughs> but <laughs> like the amount, like as soon as somebody was done, like somebody else was right there. So like, it never looked like it fell apart really just because we handled it so well, but yeah, no, every single time it fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say it fell apart, was it um, like the fatigue was different than you expected or was it just like, no, no, we just got to change this up right now. Um, a little bit of both. 
Yeah. So, yeah, the only one that, like, it was really good on was Echo on Fran. Okay. Like, we stuck to our game plan on that, and it paid off. I think we got fourth. I think we ended up, like, staying fourth throughout until that handstand walk workout. Okay. And then just, yeah. But... (laughs) And then, like, the barbell complex. I was so excited for that one. I was like, oh, I'm going to hit thing it. Like, it's going to be so much fun. And then the shorty bars were just different for me. And so I was squat cleaning everything. Like, I should not be squat cleaning 205 right now. What is this? I think that's the biggest thing I've I've heard. And I've talked to athletes and, you know, kind of, I uh, I talked to Michelle Latondra last week and and about her athletes and the game plan. And that was the biggest thing that people were not ready for was the stubby bar with the heavy loading yeah it was zero whip on it yeah it was interesting it's again it's a good learning thing for me because it's my third competition so yeah. now justin has a shorty bar there we're training with it we're getting used to it yeah <laughs> what the this is kind of a weird personal story but the reason i did i had there was one event at regionals um in 2015 that was a it was a like a sprint finish workout 15 muscle ups and then the ladder and they kind of repeated that at um west coast classic this year oh that one looks so much fun that i i did very well not to pump my own (laughs) tires but i did very well but it's because of how i clean so i hip clean i consciously hip clean and with those stubby bars because of that i was able to take advantage of it where I noticed that a lot of people who had, they were not ready for it. They were all trying to like pop it off their thighs and like hit it hard the way they would normally try to do like with a a regular bar. And they all just got buried. Yeah. You get stumbled under that real fast. Yeah. So if you can get that hip clean action going, like you can just whip that thing up. See, that's what I'm learning is I'm also just like a hip thing, like just pop it up and down. And then, then in the warm-up area, they didn't have the bar either. Mm. So, yeah. So that first one, I think it was 185. I go out to do it, and I was like, oh, yeah. no, 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 you can't do that. So I was like resetting every single time. Yeah. And there was a lot of people that I think, um, talking to some other athletes, that in the back, they were just like looking like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. I wouldn't <laughs> practice that right now. And they're like, no, no, I do all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do from that. The hang. Yeah, especially from the hang. But yeah, it was it was it was still fun. I love a heavy yeah. barbell. Anytime there's a heavy barbell, I get excited. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm right there with you on that one. That, um, I mean, you put up some impressive numbers, and you've put up that post uh, most recently, actually, with you doing the uh, power queen, hang queen, two twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing power clean, hang clean at 225, just, you know, just going for it, that 185 barbell at Wadapalooza shouldn't feel that heavy. It shouldn't. And especially not a squat clean. <laughs> no. But when you watch that video that you made there and you can see, you know, I'm, I'm referencing a video that Kyra posted on her Instagram. If you guys want to go look at it, um, you posted the progression of your, your, career here lifting different weights what does that make you think when you look at that 2017 version of yourself what do you think to yourself when you see that it's crazy so back then i just wanted to be as small as possible i was just out of high school for a little bit like everybody else around me was tiny and i didn't want to eat a lot of food i think i was eating like 1100 calories and then not lifting a lot of weight and then actually growing up and like watching people in CrossFit, I was like, oh no, like they look good with muscle. Like they look healthy, they look happy. And so I just started eating a lot of food, following a nutritionist, like, and now I, what, 25 pounds heavier, lifting so much weight, the fittest I've ever been, like just learning little things throughout all that and like how much diet has helped in this too. And now, when you say all of that, like that's got to be an intimidating thing for, especially for for female. I think most guys would be like, "Oh, I'd love to put on twenty five pounds." But most girls, <laughs> if you talk to them, they're like, "I put on twenty five pounds." Like the reaction and the tone is is so different. It's completely different. Like even just looking back then, I was like, I was never that tiny. Like it's crazy to see. Yeah, when you does that like mess with your head at all, or are you 
you're good with it. You, you appreciate that. Yeah, no, like I said, I love lifting heavy. I yeah. love being able to go into the gym, outlift people. Like that is my specialty. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's the cardio that's thing you, like, will come along. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a natural progression within CrossFit. Like a lot of people who are the, the stronger athletes, they want to lean into that. They want to do that. Um, but the cardio side of it, it's like so intimidating. At least this was for me. The cardio side of it was m not intimidating because it was like I had to do it, but it was because I knew I wasn't good at it. Yep. <laughs> and that's what intimidated me. It was like being it's, bad at something. Being bad at something. Yeah. And being here, I actually like being bad at stuff just because I know I'm not the fittest one in the gym. Like just since moving up here, like I like getting my butt kicked because then I could ask them like, okay, so like, what did you do differently here? How can I learn from that kind of thing? And then also we have our mono work in the morning that I'm not used to doing two training days or two sessions a day is different to me. Yeah. So I wake up, do my cardio. If I have to work, I'll go to work and then I'll go train or I'll do my cardio, eat some food and then go to the gym. So oh, we're working on the endurance. <laughs> hey, no, that's, I mean, that's just part of the game, right? <laughs> what, when you say, okay, your mono work in the morning, tell, tell us a little bit more about that process and like what you're, what you mean by that and like what you guys are kind of going through. So every day we usually do, so Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, we have just mono structural work. So it's just biking, skiing, running, by Gerg, just different things like that. Like this morning, we just had six by 25 calories just to kind of find a pace that we know we're comfortable at and we can get off the bike and get to work. Okay. Which has also been a huge thing for me because I've never once paid attention to pacing or anything. Like I would just get on the machine and just go and I'm like, oh, I'm dead or, oh, that was yeah. okay. So <laughs> with that, um, are you doing that at home? Or are you guys going to the gym? Um, it's both. I have all the machines in my garage, so I just do it at home and then just wait around until we get to go to the gym and train. Okay. So when you say you go into the gym and training now, the the training environment that you have there is very unique. Yes, it is. So tell us a little bit. So tell us first who's there. Okay, let's see. I'm going to miss don't, people right now. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad if you miss anybody. They okay, know their so love. The ones, obviously, you have Daniel Brandon, Bethany Shadburn, Matt DeLugos. Um, Carrie Pierce still pops in every now and then, still kicks our butt when she comes in. The giant <laughs> smile on her face. <laughs> um, Alex Gazan, Ali Scuds, Ali's boyfriend, Raph. And then we have KP's boyfriend who just moved here, Mitch. Wadproof Bionic uses computer vision motion analysis technology to assess your movement. After completing a series of mobility tests, Bionic analyzes your range of motion and creates a daily mobility plan to help you perform and recover faster than ever. Ready to become Bionic? Download the Wadproof app now. Um, and then my friend Sabrina, Dakota. So it's like a really big group. Yeah. Different strengths, different weaknesses, like... And we're all just kind of learning together. And are you guys all doing the same things? Kind of. So it's basically the same, but it's also tailored to us. So okay. usually the Metcon's the exact same. Yeah. But then for me, like I have additional Hanson walking to do right after the Metcon. So I can work on it under fatigue or if somebody needs to modify something like, and then also mono work in the morning, I have a lot more running than they do. Yeah, okay. Running is not a strength of mine either. Versus, I don't really need to work on the bike as much. Got it. Nice. So when you when you guys go in and train, what's a typical day look like for you? It's when we go in and train. We get there kind of all at different times because some people take a lot longer to warm up. <laughs> And then there's me, which I'm working on, <laughs> but I would just go in and like, okay, do a little bit crossover symmetry. I'm like, I'm golden. Like, let's, let's go work out now. The beauty of being so in your early twenties. I know. <laughs> and just so used to only having that hour and a half. Like it's like, okay, like we'll warm up as I go. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm learning, learning that warming up and cooling down is really good. Also with the app, been doing that every day. Um, but so to get there, we usually do the accessory first. We have like two lifts or skill work and then just the Metcon. So sometimes it takes two hours. Sometimes it takes three hours, just kind of depending on if we want to get through it, if we're talking a lot, if there's like a 30, 40 minute EMOM, it, it varies so much day by day. Yeah. And has it been easy enough to balance people's personalities and different character traits in that type of training environment? Or is that like, everybody's just constantly learning? Um, you laugh. For the, most so I... part. <laughs> for the most part, there's been some, there's been some fun days, but yeah. I mean, everybody gets along really well. Like you'd have to be an adult and talk and realize that you're going to clash with some people at some times, especially when emotions are high and you want to be the best version you can be. Um, but no, it's great. Everybody here is fantastic. I think we all get along really well. I don't think Justin would ever have somebody come on if it was going to be, if it was going to cause issues. That's good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad he thinks of all of us like as a family. Like we all went to Ivy's recital the other day. People went over to the Super Bowl yesterday. Like it's just a giant family. Nice. That's good. I, this is what I love to hear. Cause I'm, I'm so curious as to how, you know, these different types of training camps are going to play out and how all the the athletes are going to do you guys have such a big team there that like that's a lot of personalities to manage all at one time it's a ton like, <laughs> he does a really good job <laughs> he's he's got to be on another level to deal with it not i shouldn't say deal with it but to balance it yeah no he's good he's even just from like when i first got here two months ago yeah to now like he has a lot more time in the gym just because we just switched gyms too. Mm. So there's more space, yeah. which is a lot better. Um, he just brought Jared on. So Jared's also there to help. So he can kind of focus a little bit more time too. Good. And is Justin like the sole coach of underdogs? Is he, are there any other coaches like on hand to help out? Like, cause I know, I don't know if Jared is, is a coach or not. We had Jared on the podcast, but He's he's more business and ops from my understanding, yeah. correct? Jared's definitely more of the business side. Um, Justin's really the only on-site coach. Yeah. KP's there to help out. Um, we have Kiefer down here, which is his assistant coach right now. But okay. for full-time, Justin's the only one here. Yeah. Awesome. That's, he does it all by himself, which is he great. Does, <laughs> he's doing a lot there by himself. He's there. Doing That's a lot, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um that that's so impressive that like that's a lot of people to manage and watch and um is is it you know for a lot of athletes do you guys get a lot of like hands-on technical work or is it just more mindset like is it a little bit of everything it's a little bit of everything so he is constantly just walking around because we'll all do like lifts together he'll come watch one here one here like he's just he's everywhere at once like my so the I just posted a video of like the 250 jerk that I just did too. Yep. And when I first got here, my technique was not the best. And I was like, Hey, I want to work on this. Like I wasn't hitting anything over 220, like little cues from him and the 250 went up easy again. So he's just like always bouncing around, always helping. It's, yeah. Okay. And Somehow what was the biggest? Yeah. That, like to me, that's impressive. Like you think about, coaching a, a CrossFit class for people who are listening and okay, you have 12 people in your class. Now take all those 12 people and make them the highest performers possible. Elevate the emotions, elevate the, the demands. And then now go do that for three hours instead of one. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've worked, you know, I've coached training camps. I've coached big group sessions like that. I've, I've worked in, I, I've, <laughs> I trained with teams for regionals and, and things like that. And managing six people is hard. Now, double that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what he's doing is is impressive. It definitely is. Um, like I said, we all really do get along really well, too. So it's not like 
he has to do too much, but being able yeah. to bounce around, just help every single person and like make sure that he knows that we know that he's there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's super cool. And you mentioned Kiefer. Now who, who is that in relationship to underdogs and everything going on there? So he does a lot of the online coaching too, but he's basically just Justin's assistant coach too. So he's down here and helping out right now, just right before the season starts, kind of get a feel for all of us and how this goes as well. <laughs> Got you. And he was with you in Texas for fitness experience. Yeah. So he was my coach out there. He was also out there with at Wadapuza for all of us okay. too, in case Justin needed anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit about fitness experience and how that went for you. Cause that's another, that's another elite level competition that happened only a few weeks after Wadapalooza, but you went from team to individual, correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up doing the fitness experience qualifier cause I didn't think that I was going to make Wadapalooza. And so I was like, Oh, I'll just do this as a backup. Yeah. Ended up making Wadapalooza and then we decided to go team instead. And then I also did the fitness experience. It's been kind of like a chaotic last few months of everything. I was going to say, it's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. So the three qualifiers, moving, trying to train, and then the two competitions. So like, I haven't actually had a, a solid training since those qualifiers have happened. All right. So we were talking about the fitness experience and uh, some back-to-back competitions so how did the fittest experience go like what was that uh experience like um i I still learned a lot i definitely don't think i should have went just because my i think my body was done at that point um kind of my mind again after that wadapalooza has then walk one like i hate all eyes on me and so like looking up watching everybody be done the cameras everybody just watching like completely freaked me out and so that one was kind of still in my head and the fitness experience had a friday night light workout where they didn't release it yet until right before we get there it's deep ball carry Mm -hmm. handstand walk and double unders and i was like yep (laughs) i want to go home right now (laughs) yeah but it was good like i i definitely didn't I didn't do what I know I could have, um, Mm -hmm. but I still had fun. I still learned a lot. I, my two, other than the thruster ladder, my two best events were a 3K row and a running workout. So like that tells you it was not a good thing for me. (laughs) Okay. So wait, you could look at it the other way and go, the rowing and the running has really improved. Oh no, they definitely have 100%. Okay, I got off the, sure. <laughs> no, no, they definitely have. I got off the three K row and I looked at my coach and I was like, just smiling. He's like, yeah, you didn't go hard enough. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> again with the pacing thing, like I'm still learning how to pace and like yeah. what numbers I can hit. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I could have pushed harder. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was a good event for you. Yeah, that was a good event. I think I placed six on that one. Okay. And then the running one, I placed eight. And the stuff that I should have just been in my wheelhouse, no. <laughs> okay. There was one event that it was, you're wearing a weighted vest. It was 15 bar muscle ups, um, 45 back squats, 30 chest bars, 30 front squats, um, 45 pull-ups, and then 15 overhead squats. And so you were all wearing a weighted vest, but they didn't give you risers. Like... Oh. No risers. You had to use the J hook to get up there. And like, I'm not, I'm five foot two on a good day. Like I can't yeah. jump up to that bar. <laughs> so I was doing singles on the bar muscle ups just cause I would have to like shimmy over and try to do it from like a dead hang. And then I kept hitting the vest and like dropping down. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is going to go well. That's so strange, but I mean, that's one of those logistical things that whoever ran it didn't think about it and was just like, bar muscle-ups, weighted, good to go. Next. I mean, if you're tall and you can jump to the bar yeah. and you can still get your normal kip, it was fine. Like, I did yeah. it in practice, and I did the I did 10 and 5, and then I did 15 and broken. Like, that should not have been a singles for bar muscle-up workout for me. <laughs> but, like, Spider-Man up to the pull-up bar with a weighted vest on every time is... Shimmy over a little bit. 
yeah, not. Because those, those bars are also set at a height that's typically something that taller males can do. Yeah. I say taller males, but like taller athletes won't have an issue like hitting their feet. Yeah. No, it's like, it's just the normal competition height. So usually like I have to have a riser anyways to jump up to it. Yeah. And even at Wadapalooza, I remember there was an event where there was the the normal riser there and then people were having to run and pull from under the, um, the stands, bigger risers. Yeah. So it was like three, two, one, go and, and people were running to grab them. Yeah, you had that. And then also what I've learned with teams. So we had that. Um, and because me and Alex were like such different in height, the riser yeah. that she could only use, like it was still too short for me. <laughs> so there was one oh. event where I went to go jump to the rings and I completely missed the rings. I was like, awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> is she, is she, how tall is she? I don't, let's see. She's probably... Probably not that tall, honestly. Everybody okay. is tall to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, she's a normal height. <laughs> just just on your Instagram here, like there's a picture of you and Kelsey Keel. Oh, and gosh, she's yeah. like her chin is at like the top of your head. Yeah. I'm short. It's fine. So <laughs> not I'm not trying to not trying to point <laughs> these things out even more so, but just giving people a a, a visual there. I have two issues on. I count it. so what's what do you take home from something like that what do you learn from an event you know that doesn't go your way have you been able to unpack that and 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 process that or is that still something um that you're working on like what's that mindset like after those events don't go so well um it's been, it was good. Like when I got back, me and Justin went out for coffee and we talked about it. Like that's a huge thing from him is mm-hmm. learning things that go your like go your way and then don't go your way. And so yeah. obviously now we know like he's new to me. I've never actually had a coach before. So that's new to me. And like just kind of bouncing ideas off each other, like what we can do to help me improve as an mm-hmm. athlete and like kind of talk with him about like what I want to do, like, and what he wants me to do it's yeah can you hear rogue again yeah it's okay (laughs) um no it's been good like he's been helping me a ton with mindset uh usually after an event like that i'm like well that was fun okay that sucked but he facetimed me after especially like after they announced that friday night lights workout at texas he's like call me like right away just like he already knew i was probably just freaking out inside so he's, he's been good with that. Just learn the little things where you can learn as much as you can from every event. And now he's seen me as a team. He's seen me as an, an, an individual. So it's been good. Good. I think that's the best you can do. Like yeah. those events are great. You know, you win, you do well, but you probably learn more from not doing well. Yeah. I mean, and, like you said, I learned that I was a good, I'm a decent rower. My running has came a long way. I, I didn't walk. That was like the one thing as soon as I got off of that event, I turned to Kiefer and I was like, I didn't walk. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> hey. But now you got that, you have a team around you who, who is going to support all of that and take all of that information and, and help you improve from, from that type of information. Yeah, no, they, like I said, best decision I've ever made was moving here for the training, the environment, the mindset. Like, I love being out here and training with them. Yeah. I'm learning so much and I can't That's wait awesome. until semis. <laughs> yeah. So, you, what's your plan for, for competing this year? What's, what's the 2022 season goals look like for you? Um, I mean, obviously, I want to make the games, but. Like that is the goal. I know without a doubt it's going to happen next year for me, but this year I want top eight at semis just because being able to get top 15 last year, not really taking things too seriously, getting things dialed in right now. I want top eight. Obviously I'm going to go and try to podium at semis, get my CrossFit games ticket, but top eight, I will be so happy with. Yeah. Awesome. And where, 
you know, now that some of them have been announced, if you had your choice, is there a preference to where you would go? I would actually, just because I did Mac last year, I would love to go back to that. I think it was well ran. Everybody I met there was amazing. Um, I love Tennessee. That's actually where I end up seeing myself. Like when I'm done with Vegas is moving out there. So I would just love to go back out there and compete again. Nice. And now there's two events there actually. There is. So actually I think I'd want to do the first one so I could just stay there that week and watch the second. But I am sad there's no West Coast. I really wanted to do that one last year. That was my first choice. I'm yeah, I'm I'm, su- I'm pretty surprised with with the announcements, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. It's like yeah. Everything I've always said this and everything in CrossFit is always like a moving target. And I just hope like, that they're all in person. Well, that was talking to some <laughs> other athletes. That was the one thing I was like, uh, granted last year was in person. So you're pretty certain that that's not going to get shut down. Tennessee, there's almost no way that state is closing. So no. those, those three are going to happen. Montreal is a totally different story with Atlas. Yeah. So, if athletes have the right, the ability to choose, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of them would choose Montreal as their first choice. For no, I mean, that, I that probably would if I knew it was going to be in person without mm-hmm. a doubt, but it's yeah. definitely going to be probably my last choice just because I don't want to take that chance. And I think a lot of athletes are like that. And hopefully not all the Canadian athletes get delegated to go to that one event as a Canadian, like, you know, they're just beating each other up. Like yeah, that event ran really deep last year on the men's side, especially. Um, so, but for you guys in the States, like you guys have a lot more freedom with yeah. uh, restrictions and things like that. Cause you're, you're in Vegas right now. Like, do you guys have any mandates? Like, is there any restrictions? Um, the mass mandate actually got lifted three days ago, I think. Okay. Yeah, and that was the weird thing about moving here in Salt Lake. Like, it wasn't a thing at all. Like, you could oh, go really? anywhere. So then coming here, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I know at work, obviously, I wear one. Being a dental hygienist, like, I've always worn one. Yeah. But, like, going to the grocery store, I was like, oh, crap. I gotta go back out to my car. Like, it was so weird to get used to. But everything is just, yeah. Everything's not too crazy here anymore. I laugh because every single time I go anywhere, I'm like, oh, I gotta go back to the car and get my mask. <laughs> And I haven't, I, we've been wearing masks indoors here since the beginning and I Just, still forget. <laughs> yeah. I had to hang mine on my little mirror. So I was like, okay, put my sunglasses away, grab that. We can go in. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat where like I leave one in my car and I leave one where like, I know I'm not going to forget it. And then I have a backup <laughs> just in or case. Or you just ask them. I'm just like, you know what? I really don't want to walk back out there. Just can I have one, please? Yeah. It's, it's, anyways, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that. <laughs> Moving back to what we were talking about. Yeah. So, no, that's exciting. I, I think this year will be exciting. And I think it's, I know, you know, with Dave and all that, like stuff going on with HQ and that. I don't think it takes away from any of the excitement of this season where I think the last two years, yeah, last two years, like 2020 was very much an outlier. Last year, we started to get to see the potential of these athletes and these new, this new format and people, you know, have a greater understanding of what this format is. And I love more than anything, the way that they've made the open three weeks and put less value on those three weeks. I agree. I mean, like I said, I've only been doing it like competitively for a year, but mm-hmm. I've done the open since I started. Yeah. And um, I really, really enjoyed it last year. Just the three weeks. And then you had that weekend just to yeah, have some fun, <laughs> dig, dig deep. You don't have like four weeks of hell or what was it? Six weeks before? It was, was five open? weeks. Five weeks. It felt like a year. It did. <laughs> And then you were just kind of done and you're like, okay, do I do this workout again? Like, yeah. should I do this workout again versus like quarterfinals? You might be able to do one workout twice. Yeah. And 
And I think that that's more similar to what a true competitive environment would be like. Mm-hmm. Like you obviously can't have this stage in person. There's too many people. It's too big of a scale. But in order to simulate a real competition, and I say real competition, but an in-person competition, you can't have that repeating like, you know, I did a w- open workout three times in one day because I could. I did too. <laughs> And it was like, only just because I loved it. I was like, sure, I'll do it with you. Sure, I'll do it with you. It, yeah. Well, okay, mine wasn't in that situation. Mine was like, <laughs> it was the first year of the handstand push-up standard where they were like, okay, use the tape and use this and here's this yeah. weird measurement. And and I the first time I did it, I was like, I'm not even tired. Like, I just didn't understand what this standard was. And then repeating it, it was like, okay, I understand it better, but I'm still not tired. So that handstand push-up, it was like handstand push-ups and power cleans. Like I did that three times in one day. It was a lot. It was 2015. This might have been before your time. Okay, yeah. But, <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah. It was like a ladder going up of handstand push-ups increased every round. And then the number of power cleans increased every um, three rounds, I think. I think you would love this workout. I was going to say, that sounds like my kind of workout. Like I would be so happy. The, the more I talk to you, I think we both like the same types <laughs> of workouts. So this is cool. Like <laughs> we're the same athlete, just, just from very different generations. Yeah. It's just, you can come back, take a team. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of teams, do you guys have a team are planning to have a team at underdogs? Um, not this year. No, I think no. probably next year they'll make one, but yeah. This year didn't come like all the girls want to go individual. Okay. And that's also something I learned at Wadapalooza. Like when I was coming here, I was like, okay, maybe team this year. But I just, I love being an individual athlete. Yeah. I learned that even if Texas didn't go my way at all, like I, I just like to push, you know, like I'm doing whatever I can, mm-hmm. not letting anybody else down besides myself. Like, and yeah. That was that was probably my biggest learning thing from Wadapalooza was I really just don't want to go team. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> I know. I text Justin. like, sorry, there's no team. I'm individual. <laughs> hey, but now you know what you want. There's no, yeah. there's no towing that line where like, you know, some athletes will go, you know, they register for the team. And then if individual doesn't work out the way they want it to, then they jump on the team. And then, you know, there's some potential reluctancy there. Yeah. But. I just, I really want to see what I can do myself, like brand new to the competitive side of it. Like, I just want to see what I can do. I'm excited. Love it. I love it. What's the, what's your uh, training plan as you kind of go through the open? Like now that things have changed, is it just, you said business as usual through the open those first three weeks and then kind of peak for the quarters or how how are you planning to tackle the next little uh, stretch of of the competitive season or the initial stretch of the competitive season? Um, business as usual through the open. Like we'll still do our normal training. We'll use the open as like our um, workout for the day. And then I'll still keep work the same. And as soon as the quarterfinals are going to come, I think I'm going to take a little bit less time for work just so I can focus more energy, like make sure my nutrition styled in, my sleep is really good. Cause when I work, I get up at 4 a.m. and do my mono, and then I have to go and train at 6 p.m. So it's – I'm not getting so much sleep on days that I work. So I want to make sure, like, at least the two weeks before that, everything is absolutely dialed in for me. Nice. 4 a.m. to do – what time do you start your mono then? So you wake up at 4. Wake up at 4, take a sip of water. I'm trying to warm up a little bit for my mom right now. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm just out in the garage on my machines. <laughs> Jeez. So you're yeah. <laughs> you're done. You're done that initial AM session by five, kind of at the latest? Yeah, five, I do a little bit of stretching. Then I'll eat. I have to make sure I have enough time to cuddle rogue on the couch while I'm drinking my coffee. It's the only way that I can start my day. Like it's my favorite thing. And, and then just I for work. reference, rogue is your your dog. My little singing French bulldog that you probably heard. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I'll go to work. I'll come home, take him on a walk, or go to the dog park, and then I'll go train. Jeez, that's a. That's a <laughs> and then what time do you go to bed? 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can, we don't want Justin to hear this one, so we can leave that question out. It's really good on the days that I don't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So that's, I mean, you got a heck of a schedule there. So power to you. How has the nutrition been um, with this type of increased training? Have you noticed a, a big change in, in what you need or the demands of what you need? Um, yes. So I'm working with Mike from M2. And every time I get the text saying, let's up your calories, like, or your carbs, 50 more grams, I get so excited. I'm like, <laughs> yes, like I am waking up hungry, like let's eat. And I tell him the same thing that I tell Justin, like, whatever you guys want me to do, whatever you need me to do, like, you're obviously, you're more knowledgeable than I am. Like, tell me what to do and I'll just do it. Yeah. So whenever he gives me more carbs, I get so excited. But yeah, they've increased a ton in these last two months. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, so um, I would say, like, for people wondering, what did you start at versus where are you at now? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, Even just carbs. So carbs, I'm up to 300 grams right now. And then before, I wasn't really tracking too much. I yeah. wouldn't, and I was just kind of eating whenever I could, right? Like, the every day, I, I was working five days a week, four to five days a week, training from 6.30 to 8.00. So like I was just kind of eating whenever I could and I probably was not eating that much, honestly. Yeah. And then on weekends I would just binge. So it was not the <laughs> best. <laughs> Have you found it difficult working and getting enough calories in? Um, like now or back then? Maybe a little bit of both. Like, has it changed a lot just with the mindset? Um, back then it was so like, okay, when you work at a dental office, the amount of treats that people bring you is insane. <laughs> and so like I was eating cookies, donuts, like everything, every single day. And now here I'm like, okay, like I'm going to bring my snacks. I'm going to bring my food. If this patient's going to show up a little bit later, like I'll eat here. Cause I don't take a lunch when I work. I just kind of work through so I can get off a little bit earlier. Um, so the nutritional habits have definitely changed. That's okay, for sure. Good, good, good. <laughs> That's, no, I, that's like, one of the, oh, ahead. that's one of the things I wasn't sure about was like in, in, you know, that environment, like if you even had the time to eat, depending on how patients are booked, things like that. As long as everybody shows up on time, like they should. <laughs> um, yes. He's asking do. a lot of people. <laughs> I know. When my patients are like a minute late, I'm like stressed out. I'm like, listen, I plan to eat lunch right. Like after your appointment, I need you to get here now. <laughs> yeah. The, those back teeth just don't get as cleaned as the front ones oh, sometimes. I'm like, well, just make sure you look pretty up front and that's it. It's your fault. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good. Okay. So new to the CrossFit scene, I want kind of rapid fire question here to get people right. to, to know you a little bit better. Are you, are you ready? I didn't tell you any I'm of these ready. questions beforehand. You did it. I'm now I'm nervous. Okay. No, they're, they're easy. They're easy. They're easy. <laughs> I mean, okay, simple one. I'm, okay. I'm guessing you're a dog person. Cats or dogs? 100%. Um, so definitely cat or definitely dogs, but my roommate has two cats. So Okay. So you're you're around all the animals? <laughs> all the animals. I love anything. Everything okay. and anything, like animals, yes. Do they fight with each other? The cats and the dogs? Um <laughs> The cats just stay in Sabrina's room. <laughs> okay. They're out when Rogue is in his, like, Rogue sleeping with me, but he just really wants to play with everything, and he looks so scary when he gets so happy. <laughs> okay, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. All right, favorite movie or movies? Give me, like, top, what's your favorite? Okay, Lilo and Stitch, actually. It's my go-to okay. favorite movie, <laughs> which is why I have my French Bulldog. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, are you a coffee person, tea person? Coffee person. With, like, we're, doubling, <laughs> we're doubling down right now. We're doubling down right now. There was a Lilo and Stitch mug that just got brought into the uh, video if you're listening to this. Okay, and then hot or cold coffee? Iced, always. 
I'm I'm with you there. That was what I had going on here. Yeah. Even in Utah when it's snowing, I will be walking with a nice coffee in my hand. We are very similar. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um favorite mid competition fuel. What are you going to? You say you need something quick. What is that? Nerd gummy clusters or Oreos. Double stuffed Oreos. Double stuffed Oreos. Nerd gummy clusters. Trust me, you need to try them. Anytime okay. I give them to somebody, like, yeah, you'll be hooked. They're I've so never good. even heard of this. So this might not even be something that's in Canada. I don't know. but Okay, have you had, like, the nerd like ropes? The nerd ropes? Yeah. So it's like a weird jelly string with, like, nerds on it. I've never had so, this. so gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to have to send you some. But, like, they took them in, like, little bite-sized pieces now, and they're so good. <laughs> so like nerds like the nerd like the hard candy with like okay but now there's like a gummy form mm-hmm. there's like a gummy like the little jelly and then there's nerd clusters on it okay you're gonna have to amazon them after this i will <laughs> Just, i'll check it out yeah I'll check it out. <laughs> they're so good all right next question okay are you a, a music or podcast person when you're driving music Music, okay. Yeah. And then now, training music, what's your go-to? Depends. Lifting, I really like listening to country. Okay. Working out, anything loud, like Hollywood and Dead, Methics, those have been my go-to. Um, so two totally different. Genres. Yeah. Those are, Just yeah, it's completely different. It's <laughs> <laughs> completely different. And, and it's almost backwards. Yeah. You would think that you want the heavy like the hype up music for the lifting. I actually would rather lift in silence too, which is crazy, but yeah, I just need, when I'm doing a Metcon, I don't want to be able to listen to my heavy breathing. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's (laughs) the louder, the better. (laughs) All right. Who gets to control the stereo at the gym when you guys are training with the crew? When we were at culmination, I think it was just whoever, ran to the computer like if you hated it you just changed it here i don't even know i think it's just whatever's on when we get there (laughs) okay so there's no like there's no dj in the crew that or there's no vet that gets to decide the uh the the playlist for the day no very different to what we listen to but if there's country on it's usually probably from me or db that's put it on (laughs) okay That's, that's fair where would you like to travel the most, um, either competing or just to travel? Okay, Thailand. I I was supposed to go to Thailand in 2020, so it was going to be my graduation present to myself. Like, just got done working school full time. Like, I was so excited, and then obviously that didn't happen. And then I was supposed to go to Thailand in August of this year, and then my friend bailed on me. So. <laughs> I'm oh. still, I'm deciding if I want to go alone or not. Now you need a travel partner. I know. Well, or you go alone. Yeah. I'm all for going alone on vacation. Like mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere in August. If I go alone, it'll be in Europe. But okay. I feel like Thailand, I want somebody to go with me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. All right. Awesome. On that note, you got the open coming up. Good luck with the open. Good luck with the quarterfinals. Um, after that, I guess it's the semi, like there's nothing, we're in this weird lull where like right. you're just training for a while. <laughs> Do you have anything else going on that you want people to maybe know about? No, I am just trying to settle in Vegas, find my routine, just figure out life here, get some solid training in finally, cause it's been months and I'm so excited, but semis and then hopefully the games. Awesome. Guys, if you want to find Kyra, she's on Instagram at quads.like.kyra. And then uh, do you use anything else? Nope, that's it. Perfect. All right. Simple. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you doing this. And I know you got a busy day ahead of you. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Awesome. I'm glad. All right, guys, this has been the Difference Makers. Uh, Good luck training. Have fun. With the Wadproof Pro Experience, you'll get instant access to training programs from some of the best coaches on the planet. From full training programs in the gym and at home, 
to movement-specific programs for weightlifting, gymnastics, engine, endurance, rowing, and more. We have a program that is designed for your needs, whether you are a beginner or a pro. Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question. What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox. From a full-featured exercise log, to side-by-side comparisons, to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn, to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students, and with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.